How about you, listeners? Welcome to a very special Ernest Goes to Podcast Birthday Extra. I'm Aaron. This is David. Hello, everyone. Hi, David. How's it going? Happy birthday, Jim Varney. Happy birthday, Jim Varney. Yeah. We are releasing this episode on what would have been Jim Varney's 66th birthday. Mm-hmm. June, f- June 15th. Yep. And uh, Dave, I feel like it's my birthday because we just found something amazing. Oh, yes. Birthday, birthday everywhere. Okay, so it's Jim Varney's <laughs> but, but birthday. But not a drop to drink. <laughs> It's Jim Varney's birthday. It's my birthday because we found this. You know that's not how birthdays work, right? No, it's it's my birthday because something good happened to me. That's how it works. Gotcha, right? gotcha. And what we found is Disneyland's birthday. No, that's true. Yeah, we found a uh, anniversary special for Disneyland celebrating Disneyland's 35th birthday, I think. I, I believe you I know correct. they call it an anniversary. And you're being very generous to me. We We found nothing. You found this thing and sent me a message that was like, Dave, oh my Lord. It, it was very like indistinct, like Dave, what I don't even <laughs> like I could interpret the mental explosions from your side of the telephone via text. I'm so excited. Yes. I, a, a nugget of earnest that I didn't know existed. Yep. And even more so that it's not it is earnest, but it isn't true. That's true. OK, OK. I guess we should just explain Let's what explain. this is. Yeah. OK, what we found. What I found. It was still just you. Is I was happy to watch it. A video that it must have aired on uh, TV. Yeah, it did feel like another wonderful world of Disney sort of thing. A special celebrating the 35th anniversary of Disneyland, mm-hmm. the park in California. Correct. And in this special, hosted by Tony Danza. Of course. By I the mean, way, who else would you get to host the Disneyland 35th anniversary? There is a nine-minute segment. Yeah. Of Ernest showing us home movies. Of him and his grandfather at Disneyland. Correct. When Ernest is a child. Yep. I couldn't, I don't, I don't, I can't believe, I <laughs> randomly clicked on this video. I what, randomly clicked on this video. What was it in the related videos of it? Did it have to do with Splash Mountain? I think so. I was just looking at videos of Splash Mountain. Oh, okay. And then it was like Disneyland 35th anniversary. I clicked on it. And this is the weirdest part. I randomly scrolled to like somewhere in the middle and it's just bam, Giovanni in my face. <laughs> and like, which is what you want. Which is what you want. Which is what... We want. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. A full nine minutes of the premise is that Ernest is showing us whole movies of himself and his grandfather. So it's mainly Jim Barney playing this grandfather character, Pop Worrell. Right. And I still haven't seen the family album, but you were telling me that's a character from the family album? It is. It's the old man character. Well, (laughs) gotcha. And when I say the old man character, everybody's like, oh, it's the guy that sticks his tongue out and talks about really weird memories that couldn't have possibly happened. Correct. Mainly, we spend nine minutes with a little, uh, like an 11 or 12-year-old Ernest. This kid is great. He's really on point with, like, being, <laughs> like, a toned down. He feels earnesty. He He doesn't feel, like, overtly, like... It feels like Ernest maybe before whatever happened well, okay, to him the, happened. The thing is that the child is disturbingly normal. That's true. Because something must have happened. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. That, yes. 11-year-old Ernest is, as far as we can tell, a n- perfectly normal child. However, we can already see some of the shades of Ernest. He does the tongue thing when he's kind of like thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I would say that there are moments where sort of bad luck befalls him in a way that things happen to him that it's just like, oh, Ernest. Well, that's always, yes, that's but, a constant. Uh, but maybe we're getting, yeah, uh, we are getting ahead, ahead of ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, as we often do. So what happens is, Coincidentally enough, and it's no coincidence, Dave, we go into earnest because Tony Danza is standing in front of Splash Mountain. That's true. We hear a phone start ringing. Tony Danza picks up this phone and he's like, who is this? I'm in the middle of something. And it's Ernest. (laughs) Ernest calling Disneyland. Yep. Excuse me. Hello. 
Hello, is this Disneyland? <laughs> it's just, just so cute. And then Tony Dance is like, no, it's Tony Dance. I'm hosting the special for some reason. I'm more famous than you for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, Ernest asks if it's Mickey or Goofy. He's like, yeah, no, it's Tony Danza. And then he's like, oh, hey, Tony, baby. He does that sort of, that's that pseudo, <laughs> yeah. like, 80s, we'll 80s, yeah. like, fakey uh, Hollywood voice that he does. He's like, Hollywood people talk like this. I mean, if we learned anything from Marty Brock, it's 1,000% <laughs> yeah. accurate. Well, that's Florida. Yeah. The Florida film industry. Well, I mean, I figured he drove the big deals mobile <laughs> All across, the way across country. So Tony Danza explains that they're doing a, the anniversary special. Right. Birthday. Of Disneyland. And Ernest is like, oh, coincidentally, I have a bunch of home movies of myself and my pop at Disneyland. And these films have more memories than the fourth grade's got spitballed. Know what I mean? Yeah. I'll send them over. And then proceeds to roll the film on little baby Ernest. This is baby Ernest. I mean, or well, maybe. I mean, it's, it's a little kid Ernest. It's kid Ernest. Er, Ernest kids. What, Ernest, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know we've talked about Ernest babies before, That's but not Ernest uh, babies. this is not Ernest babies. It's not babies, baby yeah. Ernest. It's Ernest Correct. kids. We are Ernest kids. Yeah, it's that. It's Ernest and his, and his grandfather played by Jim Varney. Right. Waving. He's like, hello from Disneyland. <laughs> hello from Disneyland. <laughs> That's me and Pop in the parking yes, lot. This entire thing is Ernest and his grandfather, Pop, Mm -hmm. walking around Disneyland and Pop saying the craziest, craziest things. Yep. The first thing they do is they have to get on the tram to go into Disneyland. Right. And Pop leaves Ernest, little Ernest, behind. He starts talking about the benefits of having feet and he says bipods have legs. (laughs) Like, he's talking about how he came to Disneyland before and he's like, back, feet were useful back then too. And I was like, and he's still like doing that monologue <laughs> once he gets off the other side of the tram. Well, he tells Ernest to tie his shoe. Right. And then he gets on the tram while Ernest is tying his shoe and keeps talking. Mm-hmm. Feet are the very key to a bipod's existence. Why, if it wasn't for feet, we'd all just be big meat plants. Something wrong with Pop. Well, Pop is but definitely I just, I just loved, senile. I just love the notion that Pop left Ernest behind, got on the tram, was continuing to monologue mm-hmm. without Ernest there the entire time. See, that's where off. he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hereditary. When I saw this, I was like, this explains a lot. Oh, sure. I, I actually always had question about Ernest's parentage, parentage, but specifically his father. Yeah. Because I know that Ernest has mother. He doesn't often talk about his father. Right. He only talks about how his daddy used to work on things with wires yeah. whenever he gets electrocuted. <laughs> Electronics, sure. And Or electrical equipment. But I never really got the sense that Ernest had much of a connection to his father. Is that an electrical pun? <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. But when I saw this guy, I was like... Oh, this is, is the male Ernest. figure in Ernest's life. A senile, very confused old man. Right. This is the this model is what we get. <laughs> that Ernest gets. The male model that Ernest... No, I'm not a male model. You know what I mean? The role model. Yeah. This was the person that yeah, kind of raised is, yes, Ernest. That, yeah, that Ernest was raised by his mother and this guy. And that this is how we got to this point. This is how we got Ernest. It yeah. makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. In thinking about the characters that Jim Varney plays in the Ernest universe, mm-hmm. a lot of them seem to be drawn from weird relatives or people you know. Real people. Yeah. yeah like it's, oh, this type of guy yeah. who you might have in your family or as a neighbor. Yeah. This type of uh, aunt who guilt trips you and yeah, treats yeah, you in yeah. such a way. This type, even Ernest himself is like that. This yes. type of neighbor who yeah. always has a better deal and is kind of a know-it-all and stuff like that. Yeah. 
It's uh, interesting. And Ernest became more than that. Oh, sure. But these, he gets but, the most screen time, so he has the most time to develop. Yes. Pop, on the other hand, uh, yes, he seems like the, this, the type, this, this like senile old man type that talks about stories from when he was younger, but seems to make about half of them up. Right. Pop or is just constantly all confused. Of them up, or is, and is always confused. That's the thing. Pop yeah. is always confused. First thing they do in Disneyland is they go to... Uh, Autopia? And grown-up adult Ernest tells us that this was his favorite part. Because of it's his days on the figure eight <laughs> track. His, yeah. His racing uh Screaming Deenan. Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, they're driving around, and Pop is like ragging on little little Ernest, saying that like, "Oh, I think you got us lost, boy." And then Pop wants to go faster, and like slams his foot on little Ernest's foot. Yeah. And they start speeding through Disneyland. There's a little bit of like the Ernest like anticipation to the slam too, oh, yeah. which is nice because it's Jim it's Barney. It's a Barney to anticipation. Yeah. He yeah, has, yeah, yeah. He brings his foot up and slams it down on this little kid's foot. Put the pedal to the metal. Yes, sir. Had to have artists draw our pictures on our life. They go flying. They get stopped by a Disneyland cop. If you know anything about the Autopia ride, mm-hmm. it is literally impossible to get lost. It's no, you can't. You're on, on a, a track. continuous track. Pop yeah. is an idiot. All right? Correct. So they get stopped by an officer. Pop totally throws Ernest under the bus. Sure, under the race car. Completely. Yeah. Officer, I never saw this boy before in my life. I would, uh, he kidnapped me. I was hitchhiking and he kidnapped me and took me on a high-speed chase through Pacoima. It's it's horrible. Yeah, he's basically like selling him out to the cop. I was kind of shocked by that. I was like, Pop, you are not sweet. It does explain a lot, though. It does explain so much. Yeah. The best part is that Ernest is, we kind of occasionally cut back to adult Ernest at Vern's house who is remembering these things fondly. Right. But, like, 11-year-old Ernest doesn't seem to be having the most amazing time. Yeah, it's almost like adult Ernest kind of has, like, blinders on, and he can only see the good. (laughs) Oh, God. He sees the good in people. Pop sells him out, and he's he's like, he calls him a little hoodlum. He says, next thing you know, you'll be going to jail. Which is totally a reference to the fact that the next movie out is Ernest Goes to Jail. Correct. It's like a little sneak promotion. I like that joke. I do like it a lot. So poor Ernest has a, has a record now. A record at the the Disneyland Police Department. Yeah. Like, I think, <laughs> you know, this is a thing that happens with Ernest a lot, and I, I, this is a perfect example of it. But Ernest always seems to lose or come out on the bottom in a way that is wholly contradictory to what we know about the rules of actual reality. Oh, like he can't, you getting, can't get a ticket at Disneyland, a, you can't get but a, he did. You can't get a ticket at Disneyland, you can't get lost at Disneyland, but like... Well, you can. I mean, you can't Not get lost Autopia. on that ride, yeah. is what I'm saying. And it's like, he's failing in all these ways that are absurdly impossible to fail. Yeah. And where it's like, <laughs> oh, come on, like, he, like oh, how could God. he even plan for that? It's like a physical impossibility. <laughs> he's doing fine. Can we just, he's up. It explains a lot. Yep. I, so That's the thesis statement of this uh, video. It explains a lot. So then uh, Pop at least buys Ernest a Disney dog, which Correct. is a hot dog that you buy at Disneyland. I'm assuming it has mouse ears. They're on a carousel, and this is this is one of the more disturbing images, which is like, it's Jim Barney, old man, on one horse, this kid on another horse beside him. The horses are going up and down, and he's just got, he's just holding this hot dog. Him, I guess. He's holding the hot dog right in the kid's face. He's like, hey, I have some of that. And like, the kid is like, trying to, like, gnawing on it and trying to trying to get into his mouth. It's the sloppiest thing ever. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And Ernest is, like, sighing at it, like, oh, it was great. Like, um, it, almost, it almost feels like that was longer, and then they just cut away from it. I mean, it's fun. It's funny, but, like, the kid's face is just smeared. And Ernest says, It gave me an all-new respect for beef byproducts. Know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe all his obsession with food products comes from Comes pop. from this. That's uh, possible, yeah. Where I got your milk. 
More milk. My milk. Come on, Ernie. We're taking a walk down to the purity milk <laughs> station. Gonna, milk stations. That's a thing, right? Milkery. Yeah. <laughs> I bought you purity, the cow. Here you go. Better take care of her. God, don't shoot that cow, boy. Oh, dear. Be mad. Don't pop. He's my cow. <laughs> and so, I'll do it. You know what I mean? So, and then Pop decides that they're going to go fishing at Disneyland because that's appropriate. Also not a thing you can do. You no, know, continue. not at all. He's baiting a hook. Yeah. He's having trouble with it. So, Pop hands it over to Ernest. To, who does the tongue thing. Who, yeah, because Jim Varney always does this thing as Ernest where he's like sticks his, he has this tongue sticking out of the it's side like of his mouth. Like a thinking face. It's more like a, a like effort face when he's making an effort. A, a concentration. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. The kid's doing it as well, at which point I did imagine like a Jim Varney coaching, coaching. a child on yeah. how to be Ernest. Which I thought was sad and then you thought was happy and then that was yeah, an interesting. because yeah. it's, it's a nice thought. It me. is a nice thought. It was just like, oh, You're Jim Varney. You're sad he's gone. Yeah. I know. We are sad he's gone. Mm-hmm. But this is a happy thing. Yeah. But this is, again, this poor kid. I guess he gets the wire caught in his hand, and then Pop, he's like, oh, I got one. And he just starts pulling the fishing line everywhere. And you hear the kid, like, screaming. Yeah. It's <laughs> And not in the fun way where <laughs> his like, mouth ah! would be a triangle. No. It's just like pain. pain yeah. The sound of a child in pain. Hilarious. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Ernest remembers this fondly. Yep. So this is what I mean. Like the child starts out normal. Right. And then things happen and you get Ernest who. This is the equation. Uh, Disneyland, uh, Ernest and his grandfather is the equation. And then you solve that. And the solution <laughs> is everything else we've seen of Ernest. Oh, oh <laughs> Ernest. Yeah. So, yeah, Pop is saying all these crazy things. This is actually my favorite thing. This is my favorite crazy thing that Pop says. They go to the mighty Matterhorn, mm-hmm. and they're looking up at it, and Pop starts telling this story about how he and Edmund Hillary and Bette Midler... Yep. One time, me and Bette Midler and Edmund Hillary climbed way up on that Matterhorn freehand. And Bette Midler got way ahead of us, could she just had that nail hardener put on. What? <laughs> That's a story from somewhere in his memory. That's No, that didn't happen. <laughs> that did not happen. See, that's the kind of beautiful, like, that's the most bizarre thing I can think to make up. And I was trying to look up if there was, like, someone whose name kind of sounded like Bette Mittler. That You're he, giving that Pop he could... way too much credit. Pop saw a movie, and he was like, I know Bette Midler. <laughs> that, that's a person. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, just, like, in trying to, like, see if there was more to that joke. Not necessarily from Pop the character, but from the writing perspective of it. No, I think that that's an amazing joke to me. It's just, like, it's that's my favorite Pop's joke. Yeah, me and Bette Midler and Edmund Hillary. Uh, Edmund Hillary, yeah, it makes sense. Throwing in Bette Midler makes sure. it genius. Sure, sure. After that, he think he they, they look at a bunch of hedges, a bunch of hedge animals. Uh, like topiary, yeah. He, th- he, sa- he says that he used to train them. Yeah. They'll sit really still for a ham and cheese sandwich. And he puts like the food in their mouth. It's real weird. It's really weird. Yeah. And then like little Ernest drags him away and like Pop is getting dragged away, but he stops. He goes, oh, you moved. <laughs> like, no, Pop. No. Yeah. It didn't. At which point like adult Ernest tells us that like Pop, yeah, like Pop was confused by a lot of things. Right. And this is, this is like my favorite. It's not my favorite. I can't say everything is my favorite. Right. But Jim Varney does this amazing thing where he's... They're hanging out at like... Um, they're trying to get to the next ride, whatever that is. I uh, don't think they're even trying to get into a ride. I think like they just stopped at a ride that had no line and Pops mistook the line for an actual for a ride. ride. I didn't get that. He what, did. Does he say something? He says, these maze rides really wear me out. <laughs> these maze rides just wear me out. Ah, sharp curve. Ah, there you go. 
Yeah, that's not a ride, Pop. It's the line, right? It's, it's like it's the, the fences. Queue. It's like the fences where you can line <laughs> up, and depending on how many people are in the queue, they can rotate those um, dividers to change the direction or change like how far you have to go to yeah, get Yeah, when he gets to that, he goes, here's the tricky part. And he spins it on like, yeah. for like 10 minutes. Yeah, because he doesn't know which way to go. He turns. There's like a curve. He's like, oh, there's a sharp turn. He goes, eh. Right. Like the, the turn that Jim Barney makes. Right. Yeah, yeah. He and the kid's just it. standing there like befuddled. Ernest is just standing there shaking his head. Yeah. I, I do wonder how Ernest went from being like, like, oh God, no, to like, Pops was the greatest guy on earth. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you. Time. That's like time and, and time romanticizing. Heals. Yeah. Ernest suggests they go get a drink. Hey, Pop, let's get something to drink. No, I'll tell you, let's go get something to drink. So they get sodas mm-hmm. with straws. Yeah, it's it. like a nice 32 ounce looking thing. It's huge. And they're just sitting there. Old man Jim Varney and little Ernest are sitting there side by side. Pops decides that the hole in his soda lid needs to be bigger. So yes. he takes out a drill from nowhere. From his coat. He's a cartoon. <laughs> he takes it out and he goes, this hole needs to be bigger. And he just drills all the way to the bottom of his soda. Yeah. And the, the look on the kid's face when this happens he makes was trying me, really hard not to crack up. It makes me think that he didn't know that was gonna happen. Because the the extreme confusion on this kid's face seems genuine. He also trying really hard not to laugh. And yeah. he does laugh a little bit. But first there's confusion and then he starts laughing. I mean, none of us know what it's like to be acting in a scene with Jim Varney. No, so no, no. I could I could see like <laughs> I could see him being like, All right, so when we're in the scene together, I'm gonna take out a drill and I'm gonna drill through this. It's that's, not even that's confusion. one thing to describe it, but but then to see him like actually like do the thing and then yeah, yeah. stick it in and it's drill through the bottom. It's mixed with horror. There's like a mild yeah. horror to it. And then the kid is laughing. It's amazing. Yeah. Don't make big chairs, Arnie. No, thank you. I got it. Well, all right. And then just like an endless amount of liquid pours out the bottom of the cup yeah. because there's a hole yeah, there. Yeah, Pop starts drinking his soda and there's just liquid coming out of the bottom. Yeah, which I'm assuming it's like the never-ending soda. It's like they must have had like a, a cord Well, he says something through. like, these used to hold a lot more. Yeah. And the last thing we see is they're actually in the teacup ride. Yeah. They're spinning and this is your favorite joke. Oh, yes. For some reason, Pop was still thirsty. So this time we went for a cup of tea. Yeah, no, Arnie, I used to date that old bag over there in the next teacup until I found out she voted for Coolidge. And you were like, bag is in tea bag? Is this like a tea bag pun? Exactly. Which if it is, I appreciate it. If it's not, I still appreciate it. And for some reason, milk and sugar pours onto little Ernest yeah. as he's in the teacup. Yeah, I don't get that. He's like, you want more tea? And Ernest is like, yeah. And he's like, more milk and sugar for the boy. And it just pours on the kid. I mean, that's another Again, thing. Like it's getting, impossible. Getting a ticket yeah. on the Auto- Autopia it's ride. It's like, that it literally can't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Ernest. <laughs> and that's it. And that's that's the end of Ernest's whole movies. Yeah. And he decides he's going to mail it to Tony Danza so that Tony Danza could show us all. And when you say mail it to Tony Danza, what you mean is... The film, the actual film. Well, what you mean by mail the actual film is Ernest wraps himself up in the film. He's tangled in it for some reason. I don't I, think he meant to do that. Really? It seemed a little bit intentional. No, he's trying to get out of it. Oh, okay. He's going, help me, Vern. Help me. Help me. And Vern's just standing there. And, and Vern just, sticks the postage label on him. Yeah, it just says, like, to Disneyland and, like, return never or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Ernest is not amused. Yeah. But I was. This is, like, a little gem that yeah, I never cool. expected to find. I didn't know it existed. It's great. I mean, it doesn't have the Ernest goes to blank title. It's, it's just well, sort the, of like a well, cameo. Well, the crazy thing is that it's not most, mostly Ernest. It's mostly Giovanni as Pops. Sure. That's true. That's true. It's interesting. I mean, and this whole this whole Disneyland video is just sort of like a, a showcase for whoever was on, like, uh, Disney's payroll at the time. There's uh, the Muppets are in there. Mm-hmm. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That's what follows Ernest. Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. 
I mean, what else? What else would you have following Ernest? No one else can follow. Apart Ernest. from Will Smith, ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So that was a delightful find. Uh, I use the word delightful so much on this podcast. That's fine. It's fitting. Yeah. And as it is Jim Varney's birthday, um, I, I kind of, I kind of wanted to talk about things that are just sort of Jim Varney rather than Ernest. I mean, we celebrate Ernest the character a lot here, we but you do. wanted to celebrate the man. Yeah, it's hard because I was like, well, what can we say that we haven't already said? But we don't often talk about Jim Varney. I mean, mainly because I, I know a lot more about Ernest than I know about Jim Varney. Sure. Uh, There's like, a lot more material to cover of Ernest yeah. than Jim Varney himself. I mean, I, I know things about Jim Varney. Sure. But a, a list of facts does not a person make. Correct. So, I um, mean, I can't speak to that, but all I can say is that we... We do dearly miss him, and there's, there's there are a few more Jim Barney centered videos on YouTube that we I think we should point out and celebrate. This is one of the first things we found when we were like really getting into Ernest. The Ernest news coverage that starts with Jim Barney performing Shakespeare. That's right. It's uh it's a a news piece from 1985 where um it's Jim Varney talking about the Ernest phenomenon, and there's some behind the scenes with uh, mm-hmm. uh shooting the ads. We see footage of the uh the ladder gag from yeah. below, which is interesting. And uh yeah, Jim Varney doing Shakespeare. I was like, oh, That's I want I want to see him. I want to see him do you, Shakespeare. It makes you want so much more of it. I want to see him. I want to go to the park. I want to go to Central Park. Go to the Delacorte Theater and see Jim Varney in some I sort know, of production. I wonder if that exists anywhere. Like somebody who's like Maybe home that, movie recording that of him if he were here, on Dave, stage. If he were sixty six years old. Maybe yeah. that's what would be happening. But it's neat, and he talks about you know um, he says something like uh, he's harmless, really. If there's any harm done to himself, and that's you know, he hasn't harmed Jim Varney, has he? No, no, not in the least. Which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. This little segment actually ends with him like saying a couple more lines of Shakespeare, and then like, oh God, why she would hang on him. As if increase of appetite had grown by what it fed on. Know what I mean, boy? Which is great. That's like, great. He's game for it. And, yeah. Like, and this is, it's funny because we, you had suspected that he was like a trained actor when we were watching just Ernest. We didn't know for sure. And sure. then we found this and you're like, it's true. It's true. He is like, because yeah, once you. Sounds a lot more energetic than I normally react. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. can't actually do that. Yeah. That's my interpretation. Emotion bot. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but like he, um, right. when you watch Jim Varney and you watch Ernest, once you know that it does become very obvious through all his gestures that he is from the theater. Yeah. And I mean, just to have all that timing and, uh, you know, projection and performance mm-hmm, yeah. and all that stuff, it feels it, very. Training uh, all over it. Absolutely. We often talk about like, especially me, uh, I will allude to the the duo that I thought of when we were early watching the ads was uh, Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. And oh. those actors also have like a classical theater kind of oh, background. Yeah, I so can totally see the, that. The idea of like, the idea of people getting theater training and being really interested in performance mm-hmm. and all that, and then doing like very like fun, silly slapstick sort of roles is really fascinating That's to me. That's the thing is that it's, it feels the like highbrow, a contradiction. Like you're somebody so trained to play something lowbrow, but the fact that they are trained means they play it really well they play it highbrow like it's yeah because i feel tempted to say you're too talented for this part but then i also say there's no no one else can do this sure you need to know all the rules before you can break them exactly you need to know acting in a very like serious professional level to do 
the goofy. He makes it look easy, but it's actually not. This news segment was from 1985. And then mm-hmm. we also watched a one that was even earlier oh, yeah, from yeah. 1984 where Jim Varney is interviewed by Joan London. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of great because he's just so relaxed and quiet and genial. It's just I- like, okay, <laughs> you're not earnest, sir. He, to me, seems starstruck, starstruck by he, Joan like London. Gen- yeah. He is beaming. He's like genuinely delighted to be there. I mean, he's used to he's, doing he's local He looks ads. like how I would look if I was sitting across Jim Varney. Sure. <laughs> beaming and, and speaking very softly. Like, well, I mean, yeah, when, did, when did the whole Ernest thing I kind like, of start? I want to do plays. When did, the old, when did the whole Ernest thing sort of start? Like 81 or 80, so? 80, probably. 1980. So, I mean, this is, again, this is even earlier than the films. This is early, I, I, oh, I would yeah. say... Ernest's... He has no idea, Dave. He oh, has that's no what, idea. Well, that's what's what I'm about saying. So he's I feel like he's just like delighted to be there. He's like, yeah. hey, someone's taking an interest in the work I'm doing, like the acting work. Maybe that's great. Barney. There's a screenshot that I took while we were watching it that is just like towards the end. I don't know why this lower third doesn't come up through the whole thing, uh-huh. but towards the end, Joan London wraps up the interview and she's like, Oh, you know, thanks for being here. We've all been infatuated with your ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Get it, girl. And I know uh, what she means. Um and it, he just sort of like smiles really sheepishly in like an <laughs> aw shucks sort of way. And on the bottom of the screen, like a lower third comes up that says, Jim Varney, actor. Yeah. And I was like, yay, that's delightful. Yeah, because I feel like later on they'd be like, Jim Varney, hey Vern guy. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh Jim Varney actor is the appropriate lower third. Correct. Now, Dave, the last thing I wanted to talk about, speaking of Jim Varney actor, there are very rare instances in which he plays himself. Right. Sort of like Ralph's story. <laughs> Uh, we have yet to see Jim Varney with a red phone. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to cap off with was probably one of the more bizarre. Yeah, I, I actually, um, can you explain to me what this is? In the late 90s, mm-hmm. Jim Varney appeared as himself on a video. Uh, it's it's Christian children's entertainment, which I watched a lot of growing up. So uh, I have no beef with. Mm-hmm. Some people do. I do not. The way you can watch them now is on like a Bible Man DVD Oh, this is Bible Man. Interesting. It, I don't think it was Bible Man, though. Oh. It, I think it was just like this other kind of show owned by the same company. It's like a puppet huh. singing songs. Mickey Rooney is also on this DVD, by the way. Interesting. And they're just singing songs with kids. And on the DVD, it is intercut with like Bible Man stuff, but I don't hmm. think that it was originally intended as like a Bible Man thing. It just seemed like a different show that they like spliced together. Right. I will find this. I will find the original source and I'll find a link. But I just want to share with our listeners this song. Make a face, make a face. Yours is classic, it's elastic, and it's utterly fantastic. Make a face, make a face. God likes fun, so come on and make a face. Uh, that Jim Varney sings it with a bunch of children. He's playing himself because the children run in and go, Hey, kids, how you doing? Well, we should say that he, it starts with him just holding a mirror yeah. at arm's length making and faces. making faces, <laughs> as is his want. Insane wants. faces. Yep, they're very classic Jim Varney. The children run in, they greet him, and then he says, I am so thankful we're all so different, that we're so unique. Jim Varney read it and was like, totally me. But like, he proceeds to sing a, a song about making faces. They all sing a song about making faces. Right. And when I found this, um, I have mentioned in the past um, that Elisa from episode uh, three. From, from our Ernest Saves Christmas episode. Yeah. We've done stop motion projects together. Mm-hmm. And we were working in a particularly taxing short that Jim Varney helped us on and is in right. special He's thanks in the special for. thanks. It was like 3 a.m. I was doing this shot. I was near the brink, very close to a nervous breakdown. I was, yeah, you, you said to me- I was on the edge, You Dave. described this to me as, uh, this video saved your life. It and I was like, that sounds life. very extreme. Well, the thing is, I was, I was on the edge and I was about to fall over the edge of insanity. I was about to break. 
And I was Animation either going to fall one way or fall the other way. I was either going to go into a full-on, like, crying, screaming. Jeez. Or the other way, which when I found this video at that very delicate point in time, it pushed me over the other edge to where I started laughing so hard <laughs> at the existence of this video and the song itself. Make a face, make a face. There are so many. Yeah. I got through the rest of the night because of the Make a Face song. Because Jim Varney sang a song with kids about making faces. Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing about this video is, yeah. you know, it's the song is what it is, but there's a nice bit where one of the kids is like, hey, Jim, what are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> making right. faces. And they're like, why? And he's like, I'm trying to find one I like. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, and this this song saved me. I'm so happy that it exists. Tim Varney singing with kids. Yeah. But we will post this video on our Facebook page unless you want to watch the Bible Man DVD and everyone should buy it because I had to. <laughs> That's the uh, the sacrifice you made for Ernest Goes I to did. Podcast. And I, I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. And I love I'm sure Jim our Varney. listeners are as well. I love Jim Varney. I love watching him do basically anything. Oh, sure. Um, I miss him dearly. I'm sure you do too. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying that uh, earlier about the, the Shakespeare thing. It was just like, oh, yeah, I, I want I want to go to Shakespeare in the park yeah. and see him on the playbill. I want him to be here yeah. doing what he loves. But, you know, we have a lot to remember him by. Uh, happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, Old Jim. buddy. Much love. That's it, listeners. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. That's Take care, everybody. Viva la That's it. That's it. Make a face. Make a face. That was fun, so come on and make a face. Hey, you could be stuck with a face like mine. <laughs>